Accountants Are Sexy is back for another season and this season we'll see our 100th episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's helped so far. Every like, listen, subscribe, watch, all of it means the world to me. This season is sponsored by Charterpath. Charterpath is a charity designed to help the financial skills gap within non-profits. I've recently joined their advisory board to help them on their mission to increase volunteering within the financial sector from only 10% to a very healthy 50%. If you want any more information on how you can be a part of this mission, then drop me a message or leave a comment or visit their website, charterpath.org. Now, are we ready to meet the guests? Welcome to the exclusive podcast, Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Consultant Kelly sits down with agency owners, breaking the mold to really give you a sense of why accountants are sexy. So hello and welcome, Stuart, to Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Um, everybody, this is Stuart Hurst from Accounts and Legal. I'm going to leave it up to Stuart to give you a little insight into what Accounts and Legal do and who he is. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. So, yeah, I'm Stuart, uh, Director at Accounts and Legal. Um, ultimately, we work with small business owners to, to really help them understand the numbers, grow their business uh, and sleep better at night. So that tends to be from quarter of a mil up to maybe five mils, quite a sweet spot, um, using cloud accounting. Um, I'm very anti-dinosaur accountant, those that see their accountant once a year kind of thing. So it's all about quarter catch-up as a minimum and really kind of like maximising the app stack to take away the, the mundane, the boring stuff, the stuff that nobody, not even accountants want to do for, for a living to free up bonus time to do the kind of more exciting, uh, you know, growing stuff, making more money, spending more time with their family, whatever, whatever floats the boat. I think the, the the problems are common. Um, when you so, when you say the problems that accountants are solving, it's a co- common across the board. But what I see you doing that's different to some people is you are, and, and I don't like to use the term modern because it all of a sudden becomes outdated, doesn't it? But you do have a relatively modern approach. As you say, you look at their app stacks um, and you don't tend to see a lot of um, accountants using that phraseology, actually. Would you agree? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's still a small number, kind of like there's a, a a true digital accountant. There's a few that are on the cloud wave in terms of getting used to you, you know your zero and your QuickBooks, but they they don't. I don't know if they don't appreciate or maybe don't don't feel comfortable yet with the true power of automation mm-hmm. and where it can go and the, the app stack and that just the world's changed even in the last five years that we can do more than just the inverted commas the numbers. That, yeah. that we can accountants are in such a powerful place around process and connections to to really help business owners as opposed to that well you know you've made x amount and let's try and save you some tax but well, there's a lot more to it than that these days absolutely 100 percent agree and i think that, that you're quite right i've been working on and off with accountants for the past seven years and the difference in the practices that i was working with back then to, to where I am today and who I'm working with today, is for, the, the difference is phenomenal. And this is why it's such an exciting industry for me, because it's almost like the, the crossover and the merging between technologies is so integral these days that marketing and accounting just kind of like fit together like a little glove. It's beautiful. Um, tell me about 
why you became counting it in the first place? What what was your reckoning moment? Uh, I did a degree and I left there saying I never want to be an accountant. It's boring as hell. Like, forget it. Not a chance. Um, ended up working as a manager at Game and then Toys R Us. And that was not okay. as much fun as I thought it would be in life. Like, I thought, yeah. you know. Game's a pretty sweet like, gig. Game was all right. Yeah. Toys R Us was like, oh, I hate that draft. I loved it when that draft went bankrupt. I probably shouldn't say that, but um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um <laughs> But then just thought, you know what, like it's, I, I, I want to be doing something. I've always been good with numbers and problem solving and I, maybe I should give it a second chance. So um, I kind of just went back to accountancy just because I was good at numbers and problem solving was the main driver. Um, and I was an all right accountant for, what, eight or nine of the 16 years I've been doing it. Bit of jack of all trades was all right. Um, but I never really, I only realised I was doing it properly when I watched Simon Sinek's Watch Your Why, and it was about like helping business owners succeed and helping them grow. I got a real buzz from from seeing them, and um, and then I went to ZeroCon in the same week and saw the power of cloud and was like, "Whoa, this is this can be so different to what I'm doing." And that's probably it's as corny as hell, but like I always say, Gary Turner was like my Morpheus, and I was like, Neil, then it was like, boom, whoa, this is it, this is where it goes. Yeah, that was <laughs> a dreadful moment. That so now have you ever told Gary that he's your Morpheus? Oh, uh, well, no, I don't think I've told him that specifically. I've told him how much I love him all the time, and I'll change my life left, right? It's really sick of me for these like things. I've got pictures of him across my walls and my Alan Partridge suit. <laughs> um, as long as you don't start signing your name, Stuart Turner, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. Um, but really? yeah, so that's what changed the game, and that's that. Now I realise I'm an accountant because, like, yeah, I just I'm like, passionate about helping people, and like my dad had a failed business, like it went pear shaped for him big time, and I remember the stress. Being I was 14 years old, he couldn't put food on the table. We literally had holes in our trousers, like we were proper. We didn't have two pence. The holiday was a trip to rail if we were lucky for a year, and. Yeah. Um, and I remember the stress, and I, I almost taken over the family finances at fourteen because he couldn't handle it. And um, I would never wish that on anybody. And yeah. now, for me, the cloud stuff's the vehicle to stop that happening to anyone else. So that's now that's my driver. Yeah, so that's I what the Simon Sinek video bought from you, did it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't, I didn't realize it when I fell into accountancy at first. That, but like when I hit that and hit zero, that, that came together, and it was like now I can, oh yeah, almost do some good as opposed to kind of like crunch some numbers yeah. so yeah 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 that's a, that's a lovely story i have actually said or stated in the past that simon cynic's why video is the most overused video but i still think everyone should watch it yeah so i don't i think it's a lazy um a lazy video for marketers and business coaches just to pull out and just say okay watch this video you know like the old videos where they just like in school and they yeah. just wheel it out yeah. just like hey. you know i think it's overused yeah. But I think it's an important video and message nonetheless. I actually bought the co- the course, um, How to Find Your Why, because I think it is super valuable, super valuable. Yeah, I think so. And I think you get different people in their journeys. Like, when it hit me at the right time, like, and I found it, and I've done it with other people, and they get it, and other people, they watch it and go, so what almost? And you think, well, you're not, you're not, you're not there yet, kind of thing. You've not found your your why, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's reasonable. So... You've always had this kind of inclination towards the numbers and the problem solving. Would you say that that's a kind of intricate, um, integral part of your personality? Would you describe yourself kind of as the introverted type or the extroverted type? 
because your marketing <laughs> might surprise people. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I, have, I tell people I'm an introvert and no one ever believes me. They always think you're the biggest liar ever. Like, you're not at all. You don't show up and you're dead loud. But I still feel there's an element of, you know, that it's the master to some extent, if you like, in terms of where things are at. But, yeah, when it comes to work, I do like to be heard. I do like to, uh, I do wave my arms around a lot and get very excited. I talk very quickly, as you can tell, and get very passionate about these things. So yeah. on the disc profile, I think it's influencer in terms of kind of like where I tend to sit on things um, with it, um, which probably isn't like most accountants. Like, and I, I found I used to be able to sit in silence and number crunch for eight hours. I couldn't do that now kind of thing. When I, when I started my career, that was my happy place. It isn't now like that would be my hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've definitely got more comfortable in front and around people and like enjoy being face-to-face, whereas, yeah, years ago, nothing would have probably filled me with as much fear, whereas now, you know, put me in front of a 1,000 people talking, I would love it. Um, yeah, and that, oh, that's yeah. really lovely to hear as well. I think it's, um, once again, there's um, so many different types of accountants out there and I speak to a whole bunch of beautiful people all, all day, every day. Um, but I'd lo- I love it when people are pushing their business forward and are happy to speak in front of a thousand people. Not that I would be, by the way. <laughs> I would absolutely brick it. But <laughs> nevertheless, it's, it's nice to hear. So what would you say the, um, the preconceptions uh, are about accountants what challenges need breaking down? Uh, not challenges. What um, stereotypes need changing? Yeah. I think there's still that still lingers. The like dull, you know, boring, grey favourite colour. I mean, there's that wrong grey favourite colour, I guess. But you know that that stereotype of like, oh, there's fifty shades of them, don't you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is it. Um, but yeah, so I think that still lingers to some extent. And then I still think you've probably got the, the other end. There is the sometimes my misconception for me is like, you know, I, yeah, I hate wearing suits. I am a hoodie or cloud accounting, you know, T-shirt wearer. But some people see that as, oh, you're just this kid that's trying to be trendy that, like, yeah. doesn't know his stuff almost. You almost come across too um, simple, maybe, as opposed to, so I think there, there's almost like this split now of like, oh, you're this old school boring person or you're trying to be this rad trendy. And with no substance and like the answer really is in somewhere in between the two is, is 90% of the accountants it's kind of like we're not we're not either ends of those like so yeah that's kind of what I've seen so I've seen I, def- year or so. I definitely see more um and it is it is a younger generational thing the younger generation of accountants they're more casual and it's all probably because They've kind of warmed in and grown into this world where everyone's given up with merch. <laughs> so my, my, merch never used to be available to that extent. You might be lucky if you got a pen <laughs> and now you're getting hoodies, caps, you know, all kinds of stuff. So maybe that's that's the difference. Um, but there is definitely, um, and it, it depends, I think it very much depends on who your clients are and what they expect from you and how good are you at delivering it? Because if you're good at something, they don't really care whether you wear a cap, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's mindset, isn't it? It's like-minded people. And when I do my social media posts, like I know I don't I don't ever want someone to look at it and just think, well, it's all right. Like I want I there is there is strategy and I want them to love it or hate it. Like almost I want to be my mind because there's no money for being in the middle, as they say. So I wanna yeah. I wanna attract people that are like-minded and that um you know are okay with 
um, what aware and the language being a bit more informal, but I know that's not for everyone. And if you, you need someone in a certain time, want someone to speak uh, in a particular way, um, that's probably a bit more formal and right, dear sirs, then that's fine. But it's not me, then that's okay. That's abs- That's such a good way of looking at this. And I, I think that there's too many people that say, I need all the business and I my target marketing to everybody and I want everybody to have everything. And it just confuses everyone and they end up missing out. So yeah. the more you can tell people I'm not for you, the better in my opinion. But that is such a bold move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's hard for some firms, like on the accounting firm. like it's easy now, you know, now I'm a directory and I've got more say and I hope I can empower the staff to like if they want to turn up more formal like I'd never say you have to dress down or you have to like just be you really like and, and trying to do that but it can be hard to like the, the larger accounting more corporate backgrounds when they have got a range of huge audit clients turning over hundreds of millions that are you know financially literate so to speak and expect a certain thing but they've also got sandwich bars that don't know the first thing about numbers and, and that's that can be really challenging for for the staff then to, to try and appeal to all bases so it's not not easy yeah, definitely. So I need to talk to you about your marketing because this is this is the reason that you're here. Um, we have to start with it. Talk to me about why you're on TikTok. <laughs> um, I, I got sucked, I remember I got sucked into it. I can't remember if it was mother half or a relative that sucked me into TikTok at the, at the start of lockdown about 18 months ago. And it was one of those things of, I was thinking, I'm told this is just kids dancing, like basically, is what my initial thought was. And then scrolling through, just laughing out loud at so many like really entertaining things and um, all sorts of businesses, yeah, from accountancy, mortgages, legal stuff. And I kind of thought, yeah, there's a there's a there's a market for this kind of thing. There's something I can do. Um, so it. it I would never have carried it on were it not for the first... I did the first one about Rish's announcements kind of thing about waiting for it and it was to the Deruda sand, Sandstorm yeah. soundtrack kind of thing of like getting ready. And it didn't do much on TikTok, but when I copied that onto LinkedIn, it went like 60,000, 70,000 views and I thought like, yeah. oh, that took me about 10 minutes to create if that, like it was so good at creating TikTok, so yeah. good for piecing together and I got such reach comments I felt like wow that there's something in this like I need to and this isn't a one-shot thing and that's kind of where it started and I'd done videos before that that were like three and four minutes that were a little bit daft sometimes but they were generally technical with the odd daft things thrown in and then they probably get the TikToks get a little bit dafter and um yeah they've just gone down really great really and they've just been a great way to, to spread the net so to speak how did you feel when you posted your first tiktok on linkedin uh, a little bit nervous i i'd had an idea for a tiktok for a while but i was good i wasn't doing around rishi announcements i was gonna wait until tax return season personal tax and it being like 31st of january we're waiting for this deadline and then it just felt right to do it with rishis and then yeah i remember being a little bit more skeptical on how it was going to go kind of thing and if it would have died I probably would never have done it again in all honesty I left it um and there was still a bit I'm still a little bit I push the boundaries sometimes or they're a bit daft like especially when I'm trying to drag like Darcy or Max into them sometimes like it's um yeah they're they're good sports for it and yeah yeah it's one of them sometimes I think how, how far can you push it and I've not always made the right steps but you just think on the whole like you've got to try these things otherwise you 
you know, you're always going to sit in the crowd, so so to speak. So definitely, yeah. you have to be able to separate yourself from the crowd, and it's and you don't necessarily have a USP as an accountants firm. You can identify your clients, and you can really drill down on the benefits of what you do, and you know you can have different expertise. But really, separating yourself from a bunch of other accountants can be super tough. So I think you've done a marvelous job. Tell me, tell me about some of the the best. TikToks that you've done what ones have you really either enjoyed or just find absolutely hilarious uh, oh that is a good question yeah I like the um I like the way do, I've done a voice for like the receipt bank stuff about like with a funny voice someone saying they can type purchasing voices in quicker and then it clipped to me with the um Austin Powers how's about no kind of thing it's <laughs> like quite a cool one that was that that went uh, well. It's surprising sometimes the ones that go down well on TikTok in views are totally different to the ones that go down well on LinkedIn in terms of like the algorithm and people that pick up as well. So there's some I think this is going to be amazing, and then it doesn't do anything on one of them, and it's like, oh, how's that not work? I like the obviously the Sage versus Zero ones. There's, I, there's, I mean, I, there's a lot of tongue in cheek with that. Obviously, I'm not most fond of Sage, and I love my Zero, but. Obviously, I build that up and make that into something that, that I can poke fun at. Um, and obviously, the, the big one was Go Proposal getting bought by Sage. Yeah. And last week, so I had to, I had to dig there. I had to do that wearing a mission t shirt, uh, biggest rival. So I, I had to, a bit of fun. Obviously, I love James and um, Paul at Go Proposal, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like you can slack. miss the opportunity no, and neither no. should you. And I thought it was banging, <laughs> absolutely banging. I noticed the practice ignition t-shirt and as a practice ignition user tagged my rep in. <laughs> I was like, you've got to see this. Um, and then when Sage said that they really loved the colour of your shelves because they were green, had me in stitches. I, I really enjoyed that post. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. It's good that it's nice. Like even Sage get involved in messages. It's mad sometimes and... Yeah, companies with huge followings and new sizes actually message me and get involved. They always think, you know, that can't do many harm, even if it's um, the other side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. Uh, it's it's, but it, it adds the credibility, doesn't it? If you're talking yeah. about it and, um, you know, when you're discussing uh, openly issues that you're coming across, like on online or with these various softwares, it just kind of adds to your credibility and people get to know you and what yeah. makes you tick a bit more. So this is yeah. this is all useful. Um, apart from TikTok, what other kind of marketing do you do? Yeah, so well, on the postings, like the, on the socials, there is a strategy. So um, there, I have a four pillar strategy effectively for my marketing. So TikTok tends to be humor, like they are more often than not the daft stuff. So humor, uh, personal stuff. So like I said, I've written bits about my dad and my life and other bits and pieces. So they're the two that connect to people more. They always get the biggest reach and the most likes, always. But they very rarely get someone messaging me specifically on something like asking for work. Mm-hmm. And then my other two is social proof. So I'll put reviews up or comments from clients or work we've done. And then the third, what well, the fourth and final one is technical bits where on occasion I'll talk about accountancy or a piece of software or, a, or an app. And they have the worst reach and engagement as a rule, but they have the most in terms of people messaging and actually winning clients kind of thing. So, yeah. so that's the strategy that I have is the four pillar strategy on, on the way I market. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, TikTok are a massive part of it. I'm networking. I still love my networking, but I, I am always feeding, you know, I don't, I don't do business cards. I'm always, no, nope, connect to me on this, connect with me on this. And then even if you don't see each other very often, they're seeing my content. I'm in the, in the, on the radar. So, 
So there's there's that strategy to it as well on the on the networking front to kind of connect the dots. And I think some people go up marketing as I'm going to do a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this, and yeah. it's hard to bring it together. And um, and then we've got website SEO blog writing. There's, I, I contribute to those, admitting I don't drive them as much, but I contribute to those. And the website's going to going to go through a bit of a revamp soon. But there's a there's again a bit of a strategy there to bring some of those videos online and give them a permanent place so next thing is thinking about is things like youtube channels as well so for both the daft stuff and, and the more technical stuff so it's got some work because linkedin's great but it doesn't live for very long and once yes. it's kind of got once it's a week old it's yeah, it's, dead, it's disposable really. content yeah. you can create yeah. evergreen and then reshare it but there's there's limits to that too yeah so yeah it's yeah. disposable but uh, but yeah, there is. Although yeah, you might not think it. Look at it sometimes. Yeah, there is there is a kind of strategy in the background. On I'll, I'll never do too many of the same posts like back to back running. So to try and yeah. try and keep it keep it fresh and and I monitor the numbers religiously really in terms of yeah views comments work one from it messages that kind of stuff just to see just to uh, learn and grow. Yeah, know what's yeah. working, know what's not, and it also keeps me. From being faddy or I'm busy this week, so I'm not going to post TikTok. Well, tough, like you need to post one because you've not done one for a week. So, yeah, even... you can see your numbers slipping. So, come on, because yeah. <laughs> marketing's the first thing to go for accountants, especially. Like, I mean, I'm in um, a group of accountants now, uh, chatting about like business development and marketing. And the common things I've been too busy to do this week, well, it's not good enough, really. Like, being brutal, like, why, why should that slip? Like, yeah, client work's important, but you haven't you prioritized it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. So, so that's that's the big one for me is like by having that accountability tracking it so much, if things start to slip, it's a it's a kick up the butt for me, so to speak, to get get back on it. So, with um, other accountants, that sometimes um, confidence is an issue when it comes to marketing because it's out far, outside of their comfort zone. When you're an accountant, you don't get taught to market; you get taught to do accounting work. So, this is a skill that they have to learn. What would you? What would your advice be to people who are trying to do something new in their marketing and are just a bit nervous? Yeah, um, don't be afraid. Version this is a pinch from James Ashley, but version one is better than version none. Like that is a definite. Like when I look back to my first videos four years ago, they were cringe. Like they were stuttery. They was they weren't great. They were I read from a script like this virtually. Like there was no there was no personality that came across. There wasn't this you know, kind of just normal chat. It was just so rigid. Um, well, you have to start somewhere. Or even then learning about lighting kind of thing. And like, oh, I need, you know, I need a softbox. I need to get a green screen. Like, I didn't know that day one. Like, it's, it's only from doing a few and realising you look a bit in the shade or it doesn't look quite right. Um, and, and I would say, ask your peers, you know, ask ask people around you. Where I am good is I am like a sponge around, you know, like last night I went to the Zero HQ, 12 other accountants, and I asked them a million questions on what you're doing great, what you're struggling with. And I I on that rare occasion, that's why I'm great at listening as opposed to talking. And like I will suck it up and be like, oh, I'll take a bit from there, take a bit from there. So generally, a, a lot of the, the cloud community that are doing this kind of stuff are really happy to help, really happy to share, whether that's talking about their equipment they're using, things they're talking about, or or what, what's doing well in terms of driving driving sales. So don't be afraid to to reach out and ask other accountants because you're not in direct competition with there's so many of them really but there's enough work to go around for, for the good ones that get out there so we're more than happy to to fly the flag and this is one of the other things i love about the accounting industry the more i get into it the more collaborative i can i see it people yeah. are talking 
all the time. The communities are thriving, you know, sharing knowledge, sharing information, sharing problems. I'm in a group of accounting um, professionals and bookkeepers on Facebook, and they are like the most supportive people in the world. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're part of business between each other. I mean, it, it's quite astounding. Even like, you know, the payroll and the bureaus, they just all support each other. It's, it's wonderful yeah. And we're going to have to leave it there, but there is one final question and I probably do have to get you on again because I would still like to pick your brain because I think you've got more in there. But there is one final question, Stuart. What is the sexiest thing about accounting? Oh dear. Uh, well, it's not the dancing. <laughs> I can vouch for that coming into a variety of accountant bashes. Um, just the good, it's a bit of a cheese one, but just the, just the difference it can make to, to people's lives. Like, literally, you can help them sleep at night and feed the children. And that's, like, my biggest biggest thing. That Maybe it's not sexy, but it's. I just think it's really cool. You can go on with a smile on your face and that when you've, you've done that. Um, you know, you can break down a language that's, that can be difficult for people into, into something that's understandable, and that is just so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much how I would say it as well. I, I think that the accounting professions professionals are damn sexy. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on Accountants Are Sexy Changed My Mind. And I'm pleased to say that you haven't changed my mind one bit. Um, where can people get hold of you? Uh, well, LinkedIn is a place that I often live. So yeah, uh, Stuart Hurst on there. Uh, I think I'm Stuart Hurst Cloud on Twitter as well. I don't tweet so much, but I, I'm in and around there. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the best two places to grab me. Great. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. If you want to learn more, visit www.kellydawn.online. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We've got a ton more guests already lined up and I can't wait to share that with you. Please also remember to check out our sponsor, Charterpath. They're bridging the gap between financial skills and the nonprofit sector. And if you're looking at growing your practice and wondering what is the next step for you or how to do that, maybe you want to check out Accounting Pirates as well. We've got a treasure chest of support there that might be able to help you get to your next level.